Welcome to the Lifting Women Up podcast. This is a podcast for women who are new to lifting weights, who want to upgrade to a stronger, happier, and more confident version of themselves. And I am your host, Nicole Hill, owner of Nicole Hill Coaching. I'm an online fitness coach who helps women to upgrade their bodies and their minds to attain the results that they want to in their health and their wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to part two of building competency in the gym. I'm your host, Nicole Hill. Thank you for joining me. Now, if you didn't listen to part one, go back and listen to that. If you are not currently in a gym or if you are thinking about leaving your gym because you're not a huge fan of it. Go back and listen to that episode. I talked all about finding the right gym and what to look for, what to do. And so in this episode, let me just go back and quickly recap what I'm doing. One of the biggest parts of creating more motivation is competency. And so competency means do you know what you're doing, right? So with lifting weights, that is going to be a big part of your motivation of doing it. If you're unsure of yourself, you're not confident in what you're doing, that can decrease your motivation a lot to where you end up stopping. And so I want to help build your competence and your confidence in yourself when you are in the gym. Remember, this is a process. This isn't something that just magically happens. It is something that you build over time. These are skills that you are building and it's a learning process, right? So what something that I was actually thinking about yesterday on my run was that the temperature has been kind of up and down here in Tampa. And so some days it's really cool outside. Some days it's really warm. And yesterday was one of those days where it was kind of warm. And so things start to feel a lot harder. So one of the things that I thought of was what ends up happening when you are, let's take running, for example, maybe you start off by running in really cool temperatures, feels pretty simple and easy. Breathing is, and and now I'm saying maybe like thirties and forties, right? So it's not like ultra cold. So it's fairly comfortable. You feel good running in it and it's, you know, your perfect running weather. And then it starts getting a little bit warmer, starts getting a little bit harder. Does that mean that you can do it? Yeah, you can do it. It's just going to be a little bit harder to do. And so what ends up having to happen is you adapt, right? And maybe it gets a little bit warmer and you continue to adapt. And you have the thought in your head of like, oh, maybe I should quit. That's going to be the easiest thing. Okay, sure, in the moment, that's going to be the easiest thing, but you're going to continue to adapt. Even if you have to walk a little bit, even if you have to take more breaks, that's okay. You're going to keep adapting to that warm weather. Is it going to be as easy as before? No, maybe not, but you're going to continue to get stronger and be able to run in that weather. Again, is it going to be harder? It is, but you're going to build up your your tolerance for it and your ability to do it. 
And even still at those really hot temperatures, it's going to feel really hard. But then what happens with your environment? Maybe you get through all of those seasons. So you get through the summer season, then it starts to cool down a little bit and things get easier. And this is exactly how it happens. This is the process that might happen as you're starting to lift weights and it feels really hard. And then you start to adapt more because you keep doing it. And maybe you walk a little bit, meaning maybe some weeks you're going to have to bring your weight down a little bit. Maybe some weeks you can't get into the gym as much, right? And Or maybe you feel like you need more recovery. And so you walk a little bit and maybe you take some breaks and then you get back into it and you get stronger and you get stronger, right? And then you feel really good. And then maybe you start a new program that's a lot more challenging than maybe your phase one and two was. And so my point here is that things are going to feel really hard in the beginning, but the only way that you're going to really continue to get better and build your confidence is to keep going in some capacity, even if that means you have to walk and walking is going to look different for everyone, right? And then it gets easier. And then something, a new challenge comes up for you. Maybe it's that new season of your life, like we were talking about. It feels really easy in the winter. And then summer comes and it's hot as hell. And you're like, oh my God, I feel like the worst runner. Or this is really hard for me. Or even if you're lifting out in the garage, lifting feels a lot harder. But you adapt to it. It may not feel as good, but you're still getting through it. And then things change. Okay. So what I want to talk about today um, is going to be fairly quick. This is going to be moving along the spectrum of you found your gym, you found your place that you're really excited to go to that you know is going to be a good fit for you. And sidebar, it might not be, and that's okay. You can always change these things. It's not that serious. But what you are going into next is, okay, so what do I do before I go to the gym? Because one of the things that I see a lot is, I want to start with footwear. Um, footwear is a really important part because depending on what exercises you're doing, you're going to have a different pair of shoes that you're going to want. So I'm going to stay away from classes and things like that um, because that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about training and lifting weights. And so one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is on leg day. Now here's the thing. You might have a, a split, meaning one day is legs, one day is back, one day is chest, whatever that may be. But you have whatever day it is, maybe you're doing full body where you're hitting every muscle group in one session. And if you're doing lower body, what you want, number one, is to have a pair of shoes that are flat. Okay. So the mistake I see people making is having running shoes for everything. And the problem with that is, especially when you are working lower body is you want to be able to activate your full foot. You want to stay flat on your foot and with running shoes, that's going to push you onto the balls of your feet, right? So it's not going to allow you to sit back into your heels or to use your full foot. And this can be an issue because you're not going to get into a proper position that you need for squats, for deadlifts, and um, lunges. 
and you need to have a flat shoe to ensure that you can use your full foot. And what's going to be best, in my opinion, is to use a minimalist shoe. Now, this is, I'm, I'm not talking about going into any Olympic lifting or weight lifting. Okay. So we're just talking basic strength training. So squats, deadlifts, lunges, things like that. Okay. So you want to have a flat shoe. And generally speaking, um, a cross trainer is going to be a good idea. If you want to get a, um, you know, any type of cross trainer, um, you can use that across the board at the gym. If you're doing upper body and, and legs, that'll be a good general purpose shoe for you to use. Um, but I do prefer a minimalist shoe. And actually there's a really, um, inexpensive brand that I found that works well for me for lifting. The brand is Witten, W-H-I-T-I-N. They're like 40 bucks. And um, I would not, side note, <laughs> um, I would not recommend wearing them all the time to, you know, do all kinds of things in. But if you're strictly using them for the gym, they will work perfectly, especially for lower body, because it's going to allow you to feel the ground underneath of you. It's going to keep your foot flat and it's going to keep you in good position when you are going through those exercises. And now if you want to wear running shoes, if you're doing anything like, you know, accessory movements like biceps, triceps, things like that, where you don't necessarily need to have that stability, that's totally fine. However, like I mentioned before, if you're lifting, I would generally recommend having some sort of flat shoe. Um, you know, because I even think about going through exercises like standing shoulder press, where you also, I won't go deep into this, but you are going to be using your lower body to some extent. And so you want to be able to grip the ground with your feet. And this will be something that I will discuss in a later podcast too, of um, things that you want to look out for when you're lifting. So some of my recommendations um, for, for cross trainers. Um, so I recently stopped wearing Nikes, uh, if you're a woman, because they are super narrow. Now, if you have narrow feet and they feel okay on you, then that's totally fine. I usually will go for the Nike TR, the trainer. I know that they have different ones out now. I first started wearing these back in 2011 when I started lifting and there was one kind and now there's a ton. But if it feels good on your foot and your foot feels flat, go for it. I mentioned the Witten shoe as well, the minimalist shoe. You can find that on Amazon. Um, and then also your typical Converse, Vans, anything like that, that is a flat shoe, like a skateboarder shoe, anything like that is going to work well. So you don't have to get all fancy with this, right? Any type of flat shoe is fine. If you're lifting at home, you could even consider doing certain things barefoot. Now, the only thing I would, if you're in a commercial gym, I don't know how most of them are, how they feel about lifting barefoot. Um, you'll have to, to ask or just kind of look around you and see what people are doing. Um, but if you're lifting at home, then this might be a good idea for you um, to do, especially if you're getting started and you're not lifting super heavy. Um, barefoot might be a good option for you. Now, it gets a little bit 
um, sketchier, I think, like if you're doing split squats and things like that or lunges, because what I found if once you start getting really heavy into those weights, it can put a lot more pressure on your toes and the balls of your feet, which might feel really uncomfortable. So wearing a shoe would probably be a good idea in that case. But when you're just starting out, um, that would be okay. It's a good way to help strengthen your feet as well, which is something that isn't really done a whole lot and our feet are important. So um, any of those flat shoes will will work out. Now for, for regular clothing, um, I always get this question, what should I wear when I come in? And honestly, wear something that's comfortable. You know, there's comfortable clothing for everyone that people like working out in. So most of the time you're going to see, you know, for women, any type of legging and some type of biker short. Um, if you're in Florida, that's what I see all the time is just being in shorts. And I will say that they are super comfortable and some sort of tank top something that is a little bit more form-fitting, but it doesn't have to be, right? So wear something that's comfortable and something that you are going to be able to move around in, something that is not going to get in your way, right? It's not going to be something that you're having to fiddle around with a whole bunch, right? So that's why I generally recommend like something that is semi-form-fitting so you don't have to worry about that and it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Um, sorry, I forgot where I was. Okay. So we've got shoes, we've got clothing. So one of the things that I will say on clothing that comes up a lot is like I had mentioned in the previous episode with the cost of a gym, same thing goes here. And I'll, t I'll share what I recommend personally and what I do. So one of the things that I will spend up on are pants. And this is because they are the most important thing. They are the thing that I, that bothers me the most. So you'll note, you might notice that, well, a lot of leggings, if they are really cheap, they will fall down. So you have to keep yanking them up around your waist. They get baggy or they might be see-through. Okay. Those are the three biggest things that I see. And if you were, like I had mentioned, if you're constantly fiddling around with your clothes, that is so annoying. No one wants to do that. So spend up on pants. Here's the thing. If you're going for something that is a little bit more expensive brand, view it as an investment. I have pants from Lululemon that I first purchased in 20, I think it was 2011, that I still have and they still hold up. And I spent, now they're way more expensive now than what they were, but I spent $60 on them, which at the time I was like, appalled that I was spending $60 on a pair of leggings. And I will tell you that it was well worth it because if I am spending 60 to, you know, like even think about like $80 on a pair of pants, but they're lasting me for let's, let's even go more conservative. And let's say they last me like five years or four years, you know, break that down per year. How much is that, that worth it to you? Because if you are buying cheap clothing that you don't like 
and that you're constantly have to mess around, constantly having to mess around with, or it rips, it doesn't hold up, and you're having to buy new stuff every year, that cost is going to add up. So you're still spending the money. You're just not spending it all at once. And in my opinion, it is way easier to purchase clothing, spend a little bit more money and have it for a long time and enjoy wearing it, feel confident in wearing it because it fits really well. That's another thing too, right? Like you want to feel confident in your clothing. And if it doesn't fit you, right? Are you going to want to put it on? Are you going to want to wear it? And I'll tell you, I have a pair, you know, some pair of pants because I like to, I like to test out certain brands. You know, I'm still trying to find, are there, are there cheaper versions of certain pants that, you know, I could buy, you know, sometimes I want to buy some pattern pants or whatever. And I'm like, oh, but I'm not going to wear them that often. So do I really want to spend up for it? So I like to try out different brands to see if they really do hold up. And even some of the ones where there were over 20,000 reviews, they don't stay up. That's my number one thing. Are these pants staying up or do I constantly have to pull them up because they're slipping down? That is my number one thing. Or think about if you're doing any type of high impact uh, work, are you running? Are you jumping? Are you doing anything that you're moving around a lot and you're constantly having to pull them up? Another big thing, when I first started lifting, my husband informed me that he could see right through my pants as I'm deadlifting. And do you really want that? You know, do you want them to be so sheer um, because you want it to save a few bucks? No, spend up on pants, I'm telling you. Now, one of the things that I, I don't really spend up on are tops. And for me, now it might be different for you. You might like to have a, you know, a really good top. I found, you know, Under Armour is a pretty good brand for me. Um, some of the Zell um, from Nordstrom, they hold up pretty well. I like the high neck tops, um, especially if I'm doing a lot of deadlifting and bending over. It feels better for me to to have that high neck. And um, and they hold up really well for me. They're comfortable. And there are some cheaper tops that I don't particularly like. I will say all of the expensive tops I've bought, I really do like. However, I have found that there's not really a difference for me that um, that I have felt uh, for me personally. So I will spend up on pants, but I won't spend up on, on tops. Sports bras are another thing too. Spend up on those. Those are going to make a huge difference. Again, especially if you are, not only if you're doing any jumping, high impact work, um, think about if you are bending over doing deadlifts. You know, you need, you might need to have more of a supportive bra to hold you in and just to feel secure, right? <laughs> we want to feel secure in that. So, um, you can usually, um, I love to get mine from Athleta. Those have generally been my favorite ones. And there are sales that happen throughout the year we'll, uh, where I'll get them for a little bit cheaper. But honestly, even if it wasn't on sale, it would be something that I would pay full price for. Because again, those, I have had sports bras that have lasted me for years. And so I justify that. And it's it's worth it for me because how annoying is it to have to go buy clothes every few months or every year when you can just have the same thing? Can it get boring? I mean, it's a sports bra. Do you, does it really need to be exciting? <laughs> so 
Um, yeah. So with um, shoes, do you really need to spend up on shoes? I mean, it depends if you are having any sort, you know, if you have feet that maybe you have certain issues with, you you might need to, um, but you're not really spending that much time in the gym. So even if you can just have those shoes on for a little bit and you feel fine and then you can take them off, that's totally, that's, that's great. Running shoes, on the other hand, if, especially if you're putting in miles, that can be very impactful in your joints. So typically speaking, yes, you would want to spend up a little bit for shoes. Um, but it's all going to be very individualized. So try out a few pairs and see what you like and what feels good when you're lifting. So we've got shoes, we've got clothes. I think I've gotten all the clothes. <coughs> and so we move on to bringing a gym bag. So what's in your gym bag? Um, I don't see a lot of people, um, I don't want to get into a lot of things that might not even be on your radar yet, because when you're just starting, you're not really going to need a whole lot. You're not going to need, um, I won't even go into it cause it's not necessary, but if you're first starting out, definitely bring water with you, of course. Right. So, um, you know, whether that's a bottle of water or something, Honestly, for water, because it is so important, I do highly recommend buying yourself a nice water bottle, something that you're going to like to drink out of, because let's face it, that that's important. If you can feel excited about drinking out of it, then it'll help you drink more water, whatever you have to do. Um, and bring that with you. Um, most gyms have a place where you can fill up your water bottle, a water, you know, one of the stations where it's really quick. So bring some water with you and keep it in your bag. If you are someone who likes to write out their plan. So remember, you want to have a plan going into the gym. You don't want to go in planless because that's going to make your life so much harder. And I have previous episodes on that if you want to go back and listen to them. Um, so if you are using a notebook, Make sure you have your notebook and a pen or a pencil so you can track your weights and track any notes that you want to remember for the next week. Because remember, you are not going to remember this shit next week. If you did a certain weight because maybe you just were really sore from your last workout still, or maybe you had a really long day and you just, whatever it was, make a note of what happened and how you felt during that workout. So you can look back the next week and say like, oh, okay, well, I was lifting this week, um, this weight, but last week I, I went down a little bit because of this reason. Okay, let me see if I can go back up this week. So make sure that you are tracking, have that notebook and pen or pencil with you. I would also recommend a towel. Bring a towel with you, just a small one. I mean, it can be a big one if you want, but put that down on your bench. Remember, the gym is a very germy place and it's a place where you can uh, pick up viruses and all kinds of things because people are, are in really close contact, but a lot of times they're also not wiping down the equipment. And <clears throat> Most gyms, especially if it's a busy gym, there's only so much that the staff can do um, and the cleaning crew can do. So they're not going to be able to 
go and clean up from everyone. So having a towel, especially during cold and flu season and COVID going around, having a towel might be a really good idea for you so you can um, help mitigate some of that. Of course, you can just wipe down the bench again because the reality is, is I've seen a lot of people who do not wipe down any equipment, whether they do that on purpose or forget, we don't know. But um, having a towel would be a really good idea as well. And your gym might have towels already. And if they do, fantastic. You won't have to worry about bringing a towel. Um, so those are really my biggest recommendations. Um, now, gloves. Um, I am not personally a huge fan of workout gloves. I uh, prefer to lift without them. I know some people don't want to get calluses or things like that. And so it's up to you. If you want to use them, go for it. If not, then that's totally fine too. But if you do choose to wear lifting gloves, um, whether the bar is hurting your hands, you don't want calluses, whatever, have your lifting gloves with you. And so those are really the basic things that I, I would say. Um, it's also good to have a bag with you just so you can keep your keys in there. Um, so I usually bring in my, um, I have a really small purse, but I usually bring that in there with me so I don't have to leave it in the car because here's the thing too. Um, gyms are a really good place for people to break into your car. I, I'm not trying to scare anyone. It's just the reality that I have seen, especially during the holidays. And I've seen it a lot. I've seen it in broad daylight. So it's just one thing to keep in mind. It's usually a good idea to keep your valuables with you in some capacity or even just using a locker um, at the gym. So just something to keep in mind and to be safe. Um, so those, those are really my biggest tips for you. Wear a flat shoe. Any flat shoe really is fine. Um, if you're doing any type of um, hit or jumping, then I would recommend getting some sort of cross trainer. It's going to be a little bit more stable for your foot. But if you're strictly just lifting, any flat shoe will work just fine. Make sure that you have your notebook. Oh, and I mentioned if your plan is on your phone, then obviously you won't need to bring a notebook. But if you choose to go paper and pen, make sure you have that. Make sure you have a towel. And then also after your workout, it's a good idea to get protein in. And so if you're close to home and you are going right home, then you can just wait, of course. If you don't want to bring another thing to the gym, just wait until you get home to have your protein shake. Um, I recommend one of my favorite brands is Dimatize. And it's the one that does the best for my stomach. Usually a lot of protein powders will, um, they don't do so well for digestion and, um, you know, feeling, feeling good afterwards, a lot of gastric distress. <laughs> and so that's one of my favorites. And I'll just do that with a little bit of almond milk and then the rest water. Really simple, 25 grams of protein. Um, you want to make sure too, that there is leucine, which is, um, one of, one of the important amino acids for uh, muscle building. So make sure that, and the Dimatize does have that in there. And so my point of that was you can have that in your bag or, well, 
yeah, you can have it in your bag. Um, you can leave it in your car as long as you're not going to be out there too long and it's hot. Um, but have some sort of protein for afterwards. Now, one last thing that I want to leave you with, if you are lifting early and you're not planning on having a meal before you go to the gym, it is important to have something in your stomach. So a good idea is just to have some sort of carb and protein, something really simple. If you're not someone who likes to eat. And one of the things that I got from Renaissance periodization is doing a half scoop of protein powder. So it's about 15 grams of protein and, um, dextrose, which is a natural sweetener from corn, but it's a carb source. So if you would rather drink, um, have a drink before you go into the gym instead of eating, that's a route that you could take. Food-wise, another really good one to do that I did a lot that was helpful was a piece of bread with a little bit of peanut butter. Now, usually fat is not recommended before going to the gym, but um, it feels fine for me. It doesn't feel heavy. I just use a tiny bit. But another option that you could do too is maybe just a little bit of jam on there, which is going to be a carb source as well. Um, so you could do this with regular whole wheat bread. I used to do it with Ezekiel bread. And the good thing about the Ezekiel bread too, is it actually hits your protein and carb at the same time, because it does have, um, protein in there and, um, and then obviously carbs as well. So you can do, um, you know, think just having a banana, um, you know, with a little bit of protein as well, if you want to put some protein powder in a shaker bottle. But just as long as you're having carbs and protein, and it's not something that is going to be really heavy to where you're going to have to take a while to digest it. So just something small, something to give you a little bit of energy before you go into your lift, if you are working out first thing in the day. And now you can take this approach too, if you are going in the afternoon, but if you maybe just ate a couple hours prior, you should be okay to, to go as long as it was a significant meal that you had and you're not feeling too hungry. As long as you have the energy to, to get through your lift, you should be good. And so that is what I have for you. So we talked about in the first episode, actually finding your gym. And then here we're talking about before you're getting into the gym. So we talked about your footwear, your clothing, what you're going to have in your gym bag, and then what you're going to have before you get into the gym. So what we are going to talk about next week is getting into the basics of proper gym etiquette, being in the weight room, building your tolerance for being uncomfortable. Because remember, I talked about that is something that might happen for you. When you get into that environment, it's going to feel it may feel, I'm not going to put my thoughts onto you, but it may feel very uncomfortable. And so that is what we're going to discuss next week. Thank you for joining me and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the Lifting Women Up podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you were able to take something away from it. And I have one favor to ask you, actually two. My first favor is if you know someone who would benefit from this message 
And from listening to this episode, please, please share it with them and spread the knowledge. And number two, I would absolutely love to connect with you, whether that is on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or email. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Hill Coaching. Same thing on Facebook and TikTok. And my email address is Nicole Hill or Nicole at NicoleHillCoaching.com. And I will link those in the show note. And I hope to see you next time.